Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTOC's Tracking the Vaccine podcast. I'm digital anchor and producer Jake Wallace. All Georgians ages 16 years and up are now eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Governor Brian Kemp announced the latest expansion earlier this week, and it went into effect on Thursday, March 25th. It makes Georgia the sixth state in the country to make the vaccine eligible to all adults. Here's Governor Kemp on why this was the right time to expand to this level. Dr. Toomey and I have been clear from the beginning that when supply was limited, we would prioritize the most vulnerable, and that's exactly what we have done. And today, three quarters of our seniors have significant protection against COVID-19. We were also consistent that as supply increased and we vaccinated more and more high-risk Georgians, the state would move to expand eligibility. This week, Georgia received over 450,000 vaccines. That includes both first and second doses. While we do not have a specific number yet, we've been told to expect an increase of both Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson next week. Governor Kemp also noted in his reasoning the mass vaccination sites in operation around the state, eight state run in total after one in Albany was closed due to lack of demand, and the federal site opened in Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Wednesday. The state site in Chatham County opened on March 17th due to a lack of fanfare. Less than 250 people were vaccinated at the site on its first day of operation. One day later, GEMA announced appointments were no longer required to receive the vaccine at the Savannah site. Numbers have risen since that requirement was lifted. More than 1,100 doses were administered on Wednesday, March 24th. That increase is something GEMA officials are happy to see and hope to see continue. Site manager Colin Hopf told WTOC they have brought in more personnel to help streamline the process, especially as more people without appointments are showing up. We've actually increased our capacity as far as people on site. Uh, that number is continually rising, so we are trying to increase that capacity to uh, help out the folks that are showing up. So it has increased maybe just a little bit on the front end uh, with the increased capacity and people showing up. But uh, as far as getting registered, we've thrown more guardsmen at that, so we've increased our capacity there. Uh, additional talking point is we have people on the back end that can register for your second appointment. So registering for that second appointment will give you a hard date to come back and get that shot, and it'll also speed it up the next time. The Chatham County site is open Tuesday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. With Georgia's expansion now including all over 16 years old, the area's health leaders hope younger people will get the vaccine. Coastal Health District Medical Director Dr. Lawton Davis says this new tier of eligible Georgians is a critical one. If this population, the younger population, would take the vaccine, I definitely think that would help because they are the group that is the most socially active you know, is out and about and seeing their friends and also seeing their parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles. So uh, I think the potential is there for it to be a big help. There are some things to know about the vaccine as it relates to teenagers. The Pfizer vaccine is the only of the three currently in use approved for people under 18 years old. GEMA says 16 and 17-year-olds must be accompanied by a guardian to receive the vaccine at a state-run mass site. In South Carolina, all people ages 16 and older will be eligible to receive the COVID vaccine beginning Wednesday, March 31st. Governor Henry McMaster made that announcement on Friday. It wasn't expected to happen until May, according to DHEC's timeline. The governor's expansion will skip the remainder of the phased approach that was initially planned by DHEC. Earlier this week, Senior Deputy of Public Health Nick Davidson said a speeding up of the process was possible. Here's what Davidson had to say. If we have opportunities and it makes sense, 
to be able to move on to a phase uh, potentially earlier than expected if the if the data indicates that and the information we're getting from our providers indicate that um, then then we will potentially look at doing something similar to uh, to what a few other states at least have begun to do. My guest on this week's podcast is the mayor of Tybee Island, Shirley Sessions. Mayor Sessions was just two months into her term as mayor when the COVID-19 pandemic hit and her tenure has not been a quiet one. In this interview, the mayor discusses how she feels Tybee has fared over the year, a strong tourism year on the island despite the pandemic, and what she's taken away from her first year in office, eventful as it was. Here's my interview with Tybee Island Mayor Shirley Sessions. Mayor Sessions, I appreciate the time and I'll ask you kind of first, just what has this year been like for Tybee Island? You just kind of step into the role as mayor in 2020 and then COVID-19 hits. What has this last year been like for, for you and folks on the island? I think it's been one, uh, an awakening, a reminder that, you know, when people, you've heard the expression, God laughs when you make plans. And I think uh, we were all set up doing our strategic planning with council staff. The citizens were excited about 2020, you know, the, the visionary year. Then, um, of course, COVID hit and everyone, like the whole world and the whole yeah, country world was um, caught up in what do we do? How do we do it? So it was a minute by minute, a very fluid decision-making processes. We encountered bumps along the road. What I was impressed with was how, how well our community came together, our, our residents, our, our businesses, and we, we really worked it out. We, 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 we kind of stumbled along and we had some really good staff, council members, very supportive residents very supportive and then when we had visitors coming in I feel like the majority of the visitors who did come to Tyvee last year were very respectful and very uh, cognizant of, of what was happening. I understood how people wanted to get away and I think I mean I just came back from a, a quick trip to Myrtle Beach and uh, I understand how we're, we're all just we want normalcy again. But last year was very, very, very um, eye-opening. We learned a lot. We learned things that we would never would have learned had we not been put in that position. So from that perspective, I, I welcome those opportunities. We learned how to be more efficient, more effective in our workplace, how to work from home in a um, very wise manner. We learned how to service our citizens better in many ways. And we learned what we should do and what we shouldn't do going forward. We learned that we can save money uh, as individuals and really as, as a government by some of the um, activities we were forced to look at. I learned how efficient our police our fire, our public works, water sewer, all of our administrative offices, they were just amazing to, to watch how they responded. And then as things began to open in the summer and, and fall and really winter, you know, we've seen a, a lot of um, activity on the beach. We've seen a lot of activity 
in the city. And uh, it's reminded us of how we absolutely have to plan for more crowds. We were very fortunate that we did not have to deal with the hurricane this year, last year. We certainly hope and pray that that is, uh, we will have that good fortune again. But we watched other communities grap grapple with that and we know it could be us and will be at some point. It's just a matter of time. I mean, it's just a fact. And I think planning for it and then knowing that, you know, God's gonna laugh at us, but at least having some type of plan. I've been really impressed with the, the support we've received from our county government. Uh, Chairman Ellis has made it clear anything that Tybee needs that he can help with, like all of the other municipalities, he's there, his commission's there for us. That's a big relief. And uh, I think that's very, very critical going forward into 2021 with a lot of un unknowns. We will continue to plan for any type of disaster that can, can befall us and know that we do have the support of our community, our county, our state. I think that our governor will also be there for us in, in, the, need, in the, the event that we have any type of disaster or, or situation that, that would require the state's support. So I'm very hopeful going forward um, that, that we will have a good year. And, and I would just like to say, if anybody comes to Tybee or anywhere you go out to eat, the hospitality industry is suffering. It's hard getting help during this time. I mean, I've talked to so many people, of course, Tybee people, businesses, Tybee, uh, Wilmington Island, Savannah, Myrtle Beach this weekend. I saw it's, it's just this, um, it's a new problem that we're having. I don't know why, but I'm sure there are many reasons, but if you do go out to eat, tip your servers well, support local businesses, and always be true to yourself um, when it comes to protecting you and the people around you. I feel like it's, a, 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 I've had my vaccines. I feel like it's a matter of respect for other people to wear my mask, to try to practice face distancing. I do not judge and I do not preach to people. I think that um, we all pretty much have the same type of information so we can make adult decisions. And I, I do support everything the CDC and our local health community is asking us to do. And I will continue to, to, to do that myself and ask respectfully our citizens and our visitors and businesses to do the same. We're kind of getting into the the big tourism season, kind of the kickoff last week. We had St. Patrick's Day and the two big weekends surrounding it. And, and as big as that is for us here in Savannah, it's also big for Tybee. And, you know, Mayor, I was on Tybee last year at kind of this point, almost a year ago, you guys had to close the beaches. I was standing there walking off a boardwalk and there was the, the, the city there to, to nail them up, to try to, to close the beaches and try to encourage people to stay off of them. When you look now where we are a year later, what is the hope for this tourism season? It's probably not going to be normal, but what is your hope as these vaccines are rolled out now? We hear in Georgia, everyone is eligible. What's the hope for Tybee, maybe a little bit of a bounce back tourism season? Tybee was fortunate last year after, again, 
before and after the, the beach opened and closed open, we, we had already seen a very um, stri- a very healthy economic um, potential coming in. And then after, as the summer progressed and uh, we saw more and more people come to the beach, I would wish the same thing this year, which is people come and enjoy the beach, be prepared, be prepared to to um, space distance, be prepared to be safe, be prepared that there will be potentially challenges with parking, come early, pre- you know, prepare to leave early if, if that's possible. I ask that people enjoy themselves, but be safe and be respectful. This is a residential community first. Yes, it is a, obviously, a, a, we're very fortunate to have a healthy resort community where people want to come and we value that. But we like to remind people who are not aware that they're citizens who live here full time. And I would just ask that the visitors, and, and for the most part, they are, is the 80-20 rule. 80% of the people who visit Hybe are very respectful and they treat it as their beach, which it is. So federal funded, state funded, county funded, city funded beach, but Tybee is charged with maintaining it, keeping it up. You know, the litter continues to be an issue, not just Tybee, I know that it's everywhere, but I want Tybee to to take the leap and and say, this is what you can do when we all work together and we all treat it as our beach because I want people to come back year after year and bring their children to a healthy beach. And I try to remind people our marine our marine life is their home. The ocean is their home. We're visiting. Be respectful. Everything that stays on that beach ends up in the in the in the ocean. And as a result, it comes back to the marshes. And it's just an ecotourism uh, community. And it's a it's a we've got to have the health of our of our beaches and our marshes to to thrive. So I I like to remind people to please help us by leaving only your footprints. Bring, if you bring trash, if you bring anything, take it with you. And also certainly visit our businesses. We have wonderful restaurants, um, bars and shops. And um, please, please be respectful when you do visit, uh, abide by their rules and uh, have fun. What have you heard from some of those businesses about what they're expecting, what they're anticipating kind of this year into this summer after what was probably a pretty difficult year? I am hearing from the businesses, surprisingly, many of them did very well in spite of of COVID in 2020. Um, Once things started moving again, the people who were coming to Tybee for the most part were spending. Uh, we we hope that that's going to be the case this year. People are preparing for that. As I said, there's there's a um, a shortage of of staffing, and that seems to be true for you know all the restaurants and bars on Tybee, as well as I was talking to someone on Wilmington yesterday, a very popular restaurant who's been in business 30, 40 years. And the owner was telling me that for the first time in forever, he is having to wash dishes. He's having to, you know, do the things that 
he can't find staffing to do. So I think one of the things that our business community is concerned with is, is getting enough staff to adequately provide the kind of service they want to give their, their visitors. Um, and I think that they are preparing. They are preparing for a healthy season and the city will do whatever we can. We continue to furnish the businesses with uh, masks for them, their staffing and for their customers. We will continue to do that. And anything else that the city can provide in the way of assistance, we will be there for our businesses and for our residents. But I hope that it will be, and I'm talking to the Tourism Council, and I'm understanding that their projection is that it's going to be based on all of the data and the stats that they receive, that it's going to be a good year, I'll hopefully with, um, you know, projections, who knows what may happen, but with the information we have, we think it will be a good season because people are traveling again and people are wanting to stay closer to home. People who ordinarily would go to um, maybe New York, Paris, Chicago, California, wherever, they're, they're, they're coming closer. And so I think we're seeing more staycations and that bids well for our community. You guys did have a, a pretty healthy 2020 in term, relatively speaking, in terms of everything that was going on. But did that surprise you, especially when we are a year ago, you're having to close beaches and, and there's so much unknown. When you look back at, at what last year really was for, for Tybee, all things considered, was it surprising how healthy, good it was, relatively speaking? It was very surprising. It was surprising to me, to our council, to our staff, to the industries that, that um, depend on tourism, to our residents. It was a surprise, yes. I'm very pleased that our businesses did well. Uh, I hope that that will continue. But yes, it was a surprise. And it, it was also, it is a surprise to see the, the real estate market. We're seeing more people buying homes on Tybee. Um, actually, we're, the, the inventory is, is low on Tybee as it is in other areas in Savannah, Wilmington, people. Can, have learned, I think, last year that they can work anywhere. Many, many people have the ability to work from home. And I think the thought process is, well, if I can work from anywhere, why not work at the beach um, or the mountains or wherever your choice of peace may be? So I think that we're seeing um, the industries that we thought would not do well, surprisingly, are at this point still doing well. Yes, it was very surprising. It was a pleasant surprise. You mentioned some of those things that, that you guys learned. What, what was the, the big lesson that you took away from last year moving forward? Not specifically tourism-wise, but just as a city, being as unique as Tybee is as a, as a government in a city, what's the, the big takeaway you're going to have from 2020? It's going to sound uh, kind of like very, very Pollyanna. But I think for me, it was the power of our community working together, our residents, our businesses. You know, when, when we closed the beach, when we started closing down businesses and essential services and so forth, everyone was like not happy. No one was happy. I was definitely not happy. 
But as time went on and as we continued to communicate with each other, uh, I think that people, I know that people got on board and we worked in unity. And that was very, very, it was, it was wonderful. It was a great feeling to, to have a council that's very diverse, to have a, a staff that, you know, was disrupted completely and to have a, a very diverse community, as you know, rally around each other and be supportive. And, and also not only our community, to see our county, to see our, you know, um, beyond people really, really pulling for Tybee. I think we were all pulling for underdogs. We were all pulling for, all of us were pulling for cities that were struggling, whether it was Atlanta, New York, you know, um, you know, small communities, beach communities, people, we, we had a commonality. We were all in this together. And I think that that was very, very, very um, hopeful. And I, I loved that. That was one of the, the takeaways that I always, I, in any kind of disaster, I think you'll agree, whether it's a hurricane, whether it's a fire, whether it's uh, anything that that disrupts lives, um, people just, just sort of meld together in times of need. And I saw that. We, um, our council, myself, we created a, a fund um, through, that was managed through the United Way, local United Way of the uh, Coastal Empire, where we donated money and we asked citizens to donate money to help the people on Tybee who, the hospitality industry in particular, that were impacted to help them with their mortgage, their rent, their, um, their utilities. So, and we had, um, we have a, a food uh, community, a pantry here that people, you know, donated to, spent their time volunteering to, um, to, to, get, to, to get food and to, to help people really help each other. So those are the kind of things that always warm my heart and, and surprised me, but not really, because let's face it, that's kind of who we are as a community and as, as really a country. I was going to ask how you mentioned some of the support from from Chatham County and the commission and, and the city of Savannah, but how did you find the, the resources and all that in terms of from, from testing and, and, and PPE and all that from early on to now where we are with, with vaccine rollout? You guys literally are on an island, and so sometimes I'm sure there's probably some worry that, hey, don't forget about us over here on Tybee. How have you seen that process go? I think, you know, as as the rollout evolved, I saw, I was so impressed with how the health department learned how to make it roll better. And uh, on Tybee in particular, people were helping each other. People were helping each other make appointments, take, um, take families, take each other to, to the sites that were available. That was very impressive to me. We recently, last, um, in fact, Monday, we were fortunate in having um, a, uh, the help with J.C. Lewis, a primary health care center, and our one of our local churches, the um, local Methodist church, worked in unison together with the city 
to bring a mobile unit out and we were able to have people on Tybee just be able to, to go to, to this facility and get the vaccine. So that, that was a, a nice opportunity, a nice option. I feel like that, that because the county, because the, um, all of the players, Hospice Savannah, and also opening it up to some of the drug stores and, and grocery stores and, and uh, places that, that were able to provide help too, really, really made a difference. And talking to people in other communities and other states, I felt like we were very fortunate to have the, the assistance from our state from, um, from the governor to from you know to to the commissioner to the health to the CDC to really have a very successful rollout. I, I'm very pleased, very pleased and very, very appreciative. And, and you, you, on the island, it's a community that has possibly was vulnerable to this. How much has that just kind of lifted the spirits of, of the community to see where we are with the rollout and, and what could be potentially in the future? We do have an older population on Tybee. We also have two nursing homes on Tybee. We have a, we do have a very diverse community, as I said. And you, we, we do have people who don't necessarily think that COVID is as big a problem as maybe other people do. I have learned that those people who've been a little bit more on the naysayer, as they see friends and family members and associates that they know personally having had COVID-19, having uh, severe uh, impacts from having it, they are, more people are coming on board and saying, you know, yeah, this is very real and I need to do my part. But I think having having a community like we do have has really spoke spoken volumes on when you see a small community. And we roughly have nine. We roughly have probably the last census showed us around three thousand full time population. Um, the biggest percent are I would say baby boomers and up, fifty and older, and um, that that has not only to me shown how vulnerable our population is, but also how we work together, how people understand that we need each other. Um, and we also, we need, we need people younger. We need people of all, you know, diverse classes. And I think that's one thing I've always loved about Tybee. I'm from Atlanta, grew up in Midtown. I uh, always been around diversity in my all of my career, and Tybee I feel like is very diverse. And and, and to me, diversity is is age, is is it's certainly race, it's certainly uh, economic background, religious background, a military you know experience, um, families. Um, so so I see Tybee religious. I see Tybee as diverse in many, many ways. And I think that that has helped us as a community, not only survive some of the things that we've had to survive over the last five years, two hurricanes, a pandemic, uh, constant you know, changes as far as how many people visit the island. Uh, I think it's helped us grow closer and it's helped us work smarter. 
And I think that it's, it's just been a healthy experience. So hopefully we'll be able to take everything that we've learned in 2020 and before and wrap it up and use it in a very positive way going forward because you know we do have a lot of known, unknowns and knowns and I, I think we're gonna be better prepared because it is the challenges in life that does make us stronger, that gets us out of our comfort zone and that makes us think of new ways to solve problems and to have a richer life. Mayor Sessions, I, I appreciate your time. I'll, I'll ask you anything you wanna add before I let you go. I certainly don't wanna take up too much of your time. I think I would only like to say one thing that's helped Tybee and I think it's helped so many communities is the power of the media. Um, your station, others, um, news outlets, have really, really helped Tybee send a message of here we are, we, we want you here, we want you to be respectful, we want you to come and live here permanently, not just visit, but we, so, and, and it's helped us take our message of being safe and being um, a, a healthy uh, eco-tourism eco community, and the power of the media, I never underestimate it. And I value it and I appreciate it. And the, the, the fact that we've been able to work together in such really uni a unified way. In other words, sometimes, you know, the, the media will call and they'll want to do a story that I would like, oh, I'd rather not do that. But okay, you know, you're here when we need you and we will be here when you need us. And I think that the power of, of, the, of the media is uh, something that's often overlooked and undervalued and appreciated, especially with social media today. The social media, of course, that's where so many people go in and find out what's happening. And I think that I, I value that as well, but I value the media and, and the extent of the local flavor, being able to report the good things as well as the bad things or the disastrous things. So I want to just say thank you to our, to all of our partners in the media who have, have helped us as well as uh, our, our, like I said, our community, our county, and our state. We received a lot of help from our governor last year when we did close, when we, when we closed. Then when we were um, when we were instructed to reopen, that was somewhat of a um, blow to us. But I give the governor his kudos and thanks and his staff for helping us by providing the Department of Natural Resources rangers here, by providing the Georgia State um, Patrol here, and that was uh, that was very very valuable to us during that period. So I think that, that we have a lot of people to thank and uh, I never want to miss the opportunity to, to do that. So thank you, Jake. Mayor, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. We'll talk again soon, okay? Okay, thank you. I want to thank Mayor Sessions for taking the time to speak with me. You can follow all the latest news and updates from Tybee Island, Savannah, and all over Southeast Georgia and the Lowcountry, as well as the latest information on the coronavirus and COVID vaccine every night on the news and all the time at WTOC.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTOC's Tracking the Vaccine podcast, everyone. Our next episode will be released next Friday. 
Until then, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again soon.